The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the reinvent you podcast i'm your host tanya carter and thank you so much for joining me this week um i'm not sure if you guys know this for my listeners but i live in atlanta right i live in atlanta i'm actually from atlanta i was born in atlanta i was raised in decatur georgia to be exact and unless you've been sleeping under a rock i'm sure you all have seen what's been going on in atlanta um, from the, the rioting that we had and the protesting, you know, here, as well as other areas in the country um, due to the harmful and, and senseless recent killing of George Floyd. Now, we have also had ever, several other killings recently from Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery and even Tony McDay and, and there are others that we also can name but I, I do believe that you guys get my point and I'm going to be honest with you all um, I, I can't lie because you know this has really been an emotional few weeks for me right it really has and if I can even be even more honest situations like this um, has always been emotional for me Um, constantly seeing things like this just bothers me. I mean, when you hear these reckless killings of of our black people, um, I never overlooked the fact that this couldn't be me, my son, or even my daughter or someone that I know, my family, my brother, my, my, my dad, I mean, anyone. And, um, I will say that because I am a a woman, I'm a black woman, okay, of two beautiful black children. Um, I can't say that I never have fears. I can't say that. Um, I I can't say that when my son wants to go outside and go walking in the neighborhood that my mind wonders, right? I, I actually have to tell my son, don't wear your hoodie. Like these are the conversations that I have to, um, tell him or say to him because of how the world can um, portray us to be at times. And um, I I can't say that in a year he's about to graduate from high school. And it concerns me on how the world will treat him. Right. Because um, I can honestly speak for myself that I have experienced being, um, mistreated due to the color of my skin um I've sat at a table and someone didn't serve me because I'm black I have been in certain stores that 
I have gotten the, the eyes, the looks, just because the color of my skin. Um, I've in jobs. Um, I've um, I have a major in information technology. And so I have kind of I've been looked differently at because of me being a black woman in information technology. So I get a lot of what's going on in the world. And um, I actually don't watch the news a lot at all. I don't because of where it takes me mentally. I find that for me, when it comes to my mental and my emotional health, I have to be very cautious of what I'm exposing myself to. But this does not mean that I'm ignorant to what's going on. I'm just, you know, I I think the media knows what they're doing when they're constantly showing things like this. And so I just make a conscious choice to be very limited as to what and how much I watch. And this past weekend, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking and I asked myself, I said, how can I talk about this in a way that is in correlation to what I do as a coach who helps women get through and heal from past relationships? Because I believe that everything is connected to some degree. And when I look back on my life, right, because I this when, when I ask myself these type of questions, I have to go down memory lane and I have to go back to some of my life experiences when I was in that hurt from my divorce. And one thing that I saw is that I wanted revenge. I wanted an ugly revenge too. I wanted a nasty revenge. I wanted a, I want you to suffer type of revenge, right? Um, because I was angry, right? I was, I was angry because, you know, getting divorced wasn't part of the plan. I was angry because in my eyes, divorce meant failure, right? If this relationship does not succeed the way I vision it to be, that meant I fail. And so when I tied divorce to failure, it also resulted me into believing that I was a failure, right? Because I invested in this relationship a lot. I was angry because I had put a lot into it mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and I was left empty. Okay. Um, I was hurt. I was embarrassed and I was ashamed because, um, you know, when we separated, he, he moved on like extremely quickly, um, got married, had a baby and he had moved on with someone that I actually knew. Um, not that her loyalty lied with me because her loyalty didn't lie with me, but it was the fact that I knew this person. Right. And so that brought a level of embarrassment during that time. It brought it brought a level of, of feeling some level of shame. I was disappointed, right? I was disappointed and I felt like this wasn't fair. You know, I really did. And because, you know, back in 2012, he had moved out of state. And when I say out of state, it's really out of state. I'm talking about on the other side of the United States. And I felt left to parent alone. So there was a lot of anger built up, a lot of revenge that was built up inside of me from from how I felt um, due to my current emotions and thoughts at that time. And those feelings that I had wanted me to see him hurt because in my eyes and at that time, his failure and suffering meant that I was winning. OK, that's 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 how I felt. 
And um, if you've been following me for a while, whether it be on social media um, or if you're on my email list or if you even read my book, I mentioned quite often that I was stuck in my story um, for half of the decade. Okay. Um, And part of me being stuck, right? And part of me being stuck was me wanting a level of revenge, right? And I would say from about 2010 to 2012, I really felt that way. And you may be wondering, like, Tanya, what does this have to do with what's going on, right? Um, It actually has a lot to do with it because what I saw was that in that hurt that I had, it impacted everything and everyone else, right? Um, It impacted my ability to choose better because I had made some very unhealthy emotional decisions due to my pain. I spent money very, um, I didn't spend money very well. I was, I was very reckless with my money spending because again, it was a coping mechanism for me. So I, I was more of an emotional spender. I lost five jobs in four years. Now keep in mind, I mean, I did, it was the recession and which is why I lost those jobs. However, losing those five jobs created some level of a poverty mindset for me. My kids got impacted by my anger. Again, we, we think that kids don't see stuff. We believe that we we're, we hide very well. But the truth is, is that kids know they feel your energy. And during that time, my kids sense my energy. They, they knew I was because they've told me that they saw it. You know, when we have these open discussions and when we, when we have had these open discussions and even the relationships I entertained, you know, due to my hurt, I dealt with unhealthy relationships. So I created a unhealthy relationship pattern more even after my divorce. And when I see these type of killings over and over again, like when I see these repeated killings over and over again, I can't help but wonder where is this person mentally and emotionally to do something like this? Because I'm going to be honest with you. You will not do things like that from a place of love, right? That type of behavior only comes from a heart that's been full of hate, racism, and hurt. I want to pose a question to you. How's your heart right now from the hurt that you've experienced from this relationship? Because that's a real question that actually needs an honest answer from you. And this is important because as a mom, I realized that I can only give my kids what I have and also what I know. And when I operated my life from a place of wanting that sweet revenge, I couldn't teach them what they're learning now. Okay. I couldn't teach them how to properly love. I can't teach them how to be leaders and problem solvers. I couldn't teach them how to be a real friend. I couldn't teach them how important their voice, their voice matters in this world. I couldn't teach them the importance of wealth and how it's important to create wealth in our family. I couldn't teach them the significance of their gifts and the things that they're great at. And I couldn't teach them the importance of being faith driven, right? Because you can't teach, you really can't teach them what you don't do 
right? Because they're paying more attention to more of what you do than what you're saying. And so if you were to do a heart check on as far as how you're feeling, what would those results be? And I'm talking about the healthiness of your heart from an emotional place. And are you satisfied with those results? Because a lot of us, when, when, we, when people ask us how we doing, we just say we're okay. But I'm here to ask you, how are you emotionally? How are you emotionally doing? And only you know that. Because with everything that's going on right now, um, from the pandemic to even, you know, what's going on even in, the, in, in, our, in, in my black community, we are all craving for change. Change is something that we are just craving for and wanting. And oftentimes we're only looking for change to possibly happen in others and even on a macro level, right? And when I say macro level, I'm talking about from the politics to government to businesses and even those around, around us. And I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm an advocate for change on a macro level, right? But today what I wanna do I want to talk about what you need to do from a micro level, because to be honest with you, the four walls of our home is where it starts. That's actually more important than sometimes what we give things credit for. Like it starts in the four walls of our home. It starts with our hearts and based on our heart is the result of what's going to be shown and what's going to be taught in the home, which also results in how we show up to the world, right? So from your micro place, meaning that from what you have and, and where you are, what can you do? Because the sweetest revenge isn't what you think it is, right? And because we're seeking revenge in ways that are actually more harmful than helpful. Like as a woman who, lived in that place of sweet revenge as a woman who coaches women who wants that sweet revenge. I'm in groups on social media and I'm, I'm reading what women are doing or want to do. And these ways are actually more harmful than they are helpful because we, when we're operating from a place of wanting some level of revenge in a place where we want someone to suffer we can choose relationships prematurely, right? We can choose other relationships prematurely because we want to prove a point that we can move on and get in another relationship. And when you operate from being premature about it, um, you can entertain something that isn't good for you, right? You can also spend money that you can't afford to spend. You can find yourself so caught up with wanting your ex to suffer like you're plotting against them so much that you're not planning to move forward. And so you're just trying to make your ex life a living hell. Like when you're operating from this place of revenge, I've seen also where people are not even allowing their kids to see the other parent because of the revenge they want. I had a lady who I did a discovery call with and she admitted that that's why she doesn't let her son see the father because of the hurt he caused her see that's not that's 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 not fair you know to the child and even to the father um i've seen where people are unable to handle their day-to-day -day because all they're thinking about 
is how I can make this person pay for what they did to me. And when you keep attempting to make someone else's suffering be your full time job, then guess who suffers? Not them, but you. You and everything and everyone else around you gets impacted from your decisions. And as a coach, one of the things that I see that is extremely common is that a lot of our habits, whether they're good or bad habits that my clients have, it came from what they saw, what they were taught growing up and what they also experienced. So based upon what you're showing, I want you to ask yourself, what am I teaching? Because whatever it is, that is what's being taught. Okay. It's being taught to your kids. And for those who don't even have children, like don't think for once that your influence is overlooked because what you're modeling is extremely influential to those who are around you and also to those who have access to you. You know, whether we want to believe this or not, we are all role models. And based upon your thoughts, your emotions and your behaviors, you have to ask yourself what is being displayed. And this is very important to what's going on because these people who are doing these things are only doing what they've been taught by actions, words and emotions from others that they modeled. Okay, because here's the thing. We're never born to hate. Okay, we're not born to seek revenge. And we're also not born to hurt other people. All of these are taught behaviors based upon our teachings, maybe some from our parents, our friends and our families, not to also mention um, our experiences and how we allow those experiences to shape us. And when we're operating from a place of revenge, where are we getting the idea that this is the solution? When we're operating from a place of hurt, who actually benefits? Okay, like this is the stuff we have to ask ourselves. And so you may say, well, how do I take advantage of the sweet revenge? Because the sweet revenge I'm talking about is not you plotting against your ex or wanting to see them suffer or wanting to see them hurt. You know, um, the, the sweet revenge I'm talking about, I'm gonna give you guys three things that you really need to understand if you want to move forward and, and understand the, the, the best revenge you can give yourself. All right. The, the first thing you need to do is that you need to understand your power. You got to understand your power. Um, we often lose power. We often lose our power by giving up our rights to choose. OK. Um, oftentimes we have allowed what has happened to us cause us to forget that we still have a choice on how we move forward. Um, when you're hurting from something that didn't go as planned, you almost revoke your rights to choose. And when you do something to that capacity, you, you start to live on autopilot and you start to place ceilings and limits on where you can go and what you can do. You, you can start to believe that because this has happened to me, this counts you out on a lot of things in life. So you, you decide to opt out on what could be. 
And so the sweetest revenge is knowing that what happens to you doesn't define you. It means that you have the power to still choose your direction in life. So when you get a hold of understanding your power, this gives you the opportunity to play the long game with your life now. Okay. Um, a lot of times when we play these short games and when I say short games, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to things that we do that brings maybe a short term pleasure. Like in that moment, we might feel good. See, that's what that type of revenge does when you want someone to suffer. It may give you that short term pleasure, you know, but in the long run, it can cause more pain. It can cause stagnation or even some level of regret. Okay. And taking back your power is about four things. Taking back your power first is about releasing. It's about realizing that you can't control what has already occurred. Okay. Um, and, and when you, in, in being able to release it is saying, there's nothing I can do about this anymore. You know, what's, what's done is done. This isn't to ignore how you feel, but we don't want to let the current feeling affect how we move. Okay. An another thing of taking back your power is about focus. It's about now placing energy on what you can do to produce and create the life, you know, for you and even those around you. It's about preparation Meaning that what is the plan to make this happen? Okay. And then it's about effort. Meaning that that's the action now that you have to take behind the choice that you made. Okay. And so that's the first thing we got to understand. We have to understand our power. The second thing that I want you to understand is I want you to understand your position. It's time for you to understand your position, your life's position. Ending a relationship can make you become forgetful on who you are, especially from the hurt that the relationship may have caused you. And we can easily associate what we've been through as who we are, when in reality, it's only an experience. And so we have to intentionally separate ourselves from life events. So when something happens to us, that maybe we didn't like, we tend to connect ourselves to that in believing that this is who we are, okay? And so this is when we have to know that what I've been through isn't who I am, but it's just an experience that I need to allow myself to get through. Because it is very easy to believe because this relationship didn't work out, it can also have you believe that you're a failure or you're unworthy of love. Because maybe you've defined your identity to that relationship. Maybe you lost your voice, okay, in that relationship. Maybe you, you stopped confronting things or maybe you never confronted things. Maybe your, your mindset was, let me not speak. And so when you don't speak or when you don't set your boundaries or operate in those boundaries, you can lose your voice in that relationship. Maybe we measured our level of worth based on a relationship. Again, sometimes... We feel like we're only worthy when we're attached to somebody or chances are you may have forgotten your values or your beliefs or even your boundaries because you, you gave all that up for the relationship. So you compromise a lot of yourself 
to have this relationship and understanding your life's position is realizing that it is okay. It's okay that it didn't work out. It's okay that it didn't go as planned. It's realizing that it's not the end of the world because the outcome wasn't what I intended. Okay. It's okay to, it's also okay to realize that this isn't the last relationship that you'll have. Okay. This isn't the end all for your life. And that's a place of positioning that you have to put yourself in because when you come to that place of acknowledgement, it positions you to learn from this experience. So when you, when you move from a different position of understanding um, how you view this relationship, it gives you the ability to learn. Okay. As opposed to believing that this was a loss, you're able to take what you've been through now as a lesson. Okay, it helps you to free yourself from judgment. Okay, meaning that you are giving yourself the gift of forgiveness. Um, you're you're forgiving yourself and giving yourself a level of grace and compassion to do what is required for you to move on. Okay, this is the sweet revenge I'm talking about. It creates a new belief about you. Like when you're able to come to that place of acknowledgement of knowing that it's okay, it positions you to create a new belief about who you are because relationships can cause you to forget who you are. Um, and even life circumstances can, can cause you to forget who you are. Um, what I, what I really find as a coach who works with women, one of the biggest challenges I always hear is that I don't know who I am. That's what I hear in the majority of the women that I work with. They don't know who they are. They feel like they lost their, themselves. They're suffering from some level of an identity crisis. And part of that is not realizing that I have to position myself accordingly so I can learn from this experience and free myself so I can create a new belief system about who I am and start that journey of self-discovery. Okay, so if you want this revenge, if you want this level of revenge, you have to understand your position. Okay, third thing that you must do. The third thing that you have to do is you have to understand that you have purpose. Okay. You have to understand that you have purpose. Now, this may hurt some feelings on what I'm about to say. Okay. But I got to keep it real. Right. I got to keep it 100. But some of us believe that our only purpose in life is a relationship status. I said it. It's, it's just what it is. Um, it's almost like you have many who feel like if I'm not in a relationship, then I'm nobody. Like there's nothing for me to do. There's nothing that I can accomplish because I'm single. Or you may think that when you're in a relationship, that this is when you can start enjoying and live in life. Right. And, and, and some of us believe that we need a relationship to actually function. Now, Keep in mind what I'm saying is I don't want anyone to take this out of content, right? Because this isn't to say to not desire a relationship, okay? But what I am saying is that you are an individual who was born with purpose for a purpose. And sweet revenge, when it comes to that sweet revenge and that revenge that we really should strive and aim to do is that we need to start living, and not just existing. And you cannot live life to its fullest without understanding that you have meaning. 
without understanding that you have purpose. Like earlier, I mentioned that I placed ceilings on my life, you know, because of everything that I went through. And it caused me to live on a level of autopilot because for me, mentally, I had already written my life's book. I had already written my life book of because I felt like, you know what, I'm divorced. I'm a single mom. I lost five jobs in five years. And I saw myself repeatedly dealing with unhealthy relationships. And so because of that, I had stopped turning the page. I didn't give myself the ability to write a new chapter. And so because of that, I took whatever life handed me, even if it wasn't what I wanted. So like when I lost my fifth job, I was over it. Like I, I really was, I felt defeated back in 2012. I lost my fifth job. I just felt defeated at that point. Um, and during that time, that feeling of defeat turned into desperation. So I found myself taking a job and I, re- I distinctly remember in that interview. And I think I said this on one of on a previous podcast. I know I said it in my book, but When I said in that interview, you know, and they asked me, well, how much do you want to get paid or what is your asking salary? I asked for less than what I deserved. I really did. And because of that desperation, I, you know, I just kind of stopped living. I realized that I wasn't really living Um, at that point. And and I'm going to be real with y'all. Like I knew I wanted more. I did, but because of where I was mentally and emotionally, I just felt defeated. And so when I operated from that place of feeling defeated, I wanted, my mindset was just like, I got to just get a job and keep a job because of the fear of losing another one. I had a, a fear at this point, because again, I lost five jobs in four years. So you're talking about almost every year, even less than a year, I was losing a job. And Again, as I mentioned before, I knew I wanted more. I knew it like that wasn't a that wasn't like new for me. I had I knew in my heart I wanted more, but I didn't allow myself to have it because of the power that I lost due to what occurred. I knew I wanted more for my life. I always knew that, you know, like I talked I talked about power being the first thing that we need to understand, you know, but because of what I went through, I lost my power to choose. And when I lost my power to choose, I always felt like I didn't have a choice. Okay, which is why it's important to know what your power is. And when you don't feel like you have a choice, that is a choice. You're actually choosing not to choose. And that's where I was. And so when I gave myself permission, which is understanding my power, this is when I gave myself permission to say, you know, I have the power to choose. In 2015, that's when I got my power back, when my dad had his heart attack. I realized that I did not like my life. I realized that I just wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. This wasn't even about wanting revenge towards anybody. This was about me being my own competition. Okay. And I gave myself permission to explore. I did. I didn't know all the answers, but I did give myself permission to explore. And when I allowed myself to explore more from life, when I said, you know what, there's got to be more to life than this. It helped me understand who I was. It helped me release my hurt or any anger or built in feelings that I had. I became more meaningful about everything I do. 
Okay. It gave me clarity. It taught me what I needed and what I didn't need. It, I lived in my values. I felt fulfilled. It made me also see that no relationship, no job, no money, or even my kids could fulfill this, right? It was something bigger than all that. So no one could fulfill this. It wasn't nobody's job to fulfill. So when I found my purpose, that purpose gave me meaning. It really did. And most importantly, um, in giving me meaning, it allowed me to help others get through their hurt. Okay. So for me, what I found in my purpose of what I went through is to help women get through their hurt. So let me tell you what happens when you get that purpose or you get that meaning for your life. Um, it creates some level of a domino effect of change on a micro level, right? Because when I help women, they help the next woman. They help their, their children, right? They help their children helps their children and, and their children's children. Like it just, that's what happens when you operate on a micro level when, you know, and what happens is that micro level of change results in a macro level of change because everything does flow from the heart. Whether we want to admit it or not, it really does. Like everything starts from the heart. And from that heart, that is what's being shown in the home. What's being taught, what's being shown, the actions, the behaviors, the emotions, like all of that is in the four walls of our home. And what that also does it whoever is living in that home that results in how they show up in the world and so if you really want that level of revenge the the sweetest revenge is understanding your power understanding your position and and realizing that we honestly do have purpose um i'm gonna be honest and say i get where some people are coming from right now in their life when they say man i just when you're hurt from a relationship. I get it. I really do. I'm not going to discount that. But do not make it your job to make the other person suffer. Um, a lot of us think that our pleasure will come from seeing another person in pain. Um, but again, you might feel good for the moment, but it won't change what has happened. And when you place your time and your energy on someone who has hurt you, that is time and energy that you're constantly taking away from helping yourself. And what I learned in my years of wanting someone to suffer was that I was actually suffering. And not from them hurting, but it was more so me hurting. Like my energy was so directed on them suffering that I actually paid the price because I couldn't focus on myself. And one of my biggest regrets during that time was that I wasted a lot of time believing that their hurt was going to set me free. You know, I thought that, OK, if I hurt them, that will set me free. And that's a payback that would never have you winning in life. And so if you really want to move forward and get through the sweetest revenge you can give is regaining your own personal power. OK, it's about placing all your focus on you and what's ahead for your life, because even though getting revenge towards them may sound sweet at the moment. The best karma that you can give is by taking what you've been through and turning it into something extremely purposeful. OK, and so that's what I wanted to share with you all briefly today, because 
I'm not going to lie. These last few weeks have been very emotional for me when it came to everything that's going on. And, you know, even though um, what I'm talking about from a relationship point isn't the same as a place of racism, this does go to show what happens when you don't heal that hurt. This goes to show what can happen when you're being taught inappropriately. You do things and you say things that can hurt somebody. And because of the hurt hearts that some of these people have out in the world, we're hurting other people in the process. And even though, you know, we may can't change the world overnight, right? We can't change the world overnight. There's no way we can do that. But as I always tell people, the change does start within and it does start with you. And so from that micro level, from that level of the power and the control that you have, um, ask yourself, what can I do? How can I heal my heart from a relationship place? Because all this stuff stems from the kind of relationships that we've adapted to other people into the world. So based upon the relationship that you have within yourself, ask yourself what is being shown and what is being taught. And I really want you guys to give that some really serious thought. OK, because, again, the sweetest revenge is really taking control of your life so that you can move forward and really live the thriving life that you desire to live. OK. And so, guys, that's it. That's all I wanted to share this week. Um, if you are interested, if you're a person who's like, you know what, Tanya, I'm in a place where I am suffering. I'm hurting. I, you know, and it's, and it's, it may be hard for you to admit this, but you might want to see your ex suffer because guess what? You're hurt. And I get it. When you're hurt, man, it can make you do things that you'll regret later. But what I want to encourage you to do is stop trying to figure it out on your own and schedule a discovery call with me to see how I can honestly help you guys. The, the impact or the, I'm telling you like my client Marquita, she was on my, she was on the podcast a couple of podcasts ago. This what lets us know how powerful it is when you get your power back. When Marquita came to me, Marquita was hurt. Marquita needed help. And she was she humbled herself enough to ask for help. However, in that help that she's gotten, Marquita is building her brand. She's she's a businesswoman now, you know, and she's able to work that full time. Like she's not even working at her um, eight to five, 40 hours anymore. She's doing that part time. And that all came from getting her power back. And now that she's learned a skill now that she allowed herself to get through her story, she's able to build a business. So guess what she's able to do with that business? She's able to teach other women. She's able to teach her sons. She's able to teach her daughters. She's able to teach her friends and family around her how to get through things in the midst of adversity. That's the power of a sweet revenge. And so if you are a woman who's like, you know what? I need some help. I can't figure this out. Schedule a discovery call with me. Schedule a 15 minute free discovery call with me to see how I can help you get through what you're going through right now. OK, um, I also have my book, Divorce Your Story, A Woman's Guide to Heal and Thrive After Divorce. Um, I will put the link in the show notes as well, but it's also on my website and on Amazon. All right. And also, if you're at a place where you're like, you know what, I just want more information. I want more help. Then follow me on social media. I post 
um, very often. And I have lives every Thursday at 930 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're not following me on social media, please make sure you do that. My social uh, media handles on Facebook and Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. Okay. And also, guys, if you've been listening to my podcast, I would love for you to put in a review. Okay, so that I can get my ratings up. And um, so if you can go to iTunes or Google Play, if you could just please put in a review, I would really, really appreciate it. So whatever platform you're listening to this on, make sure that you submit a review and also make sure that you share this information. Right. We share everything else. Right. So if you know someone who is in need of this information, pass it along because we don't want to just survive right? Our goal is to simply thrive. All right. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you all have a wonderful and amazing day and I will see you next time.